Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> I can hear you coming in and out. Coming in and out? Yep. Well, let me take you off speaker. Hang on a second. Is anybody there? I'm here. I don't hear anybody. Is anybody there? You. Well, this is exciting. Well, I heard you a couple minutes ago, but I don't hear anybody now. Maybe I should call back in. So do we actually have a moderator? Well, I'm not I'm not really sure. It's kind of strange. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I got a one. Somebody keep, 
Go ahead. Oh, I, mean, I find it kind of odd because last week, last not the week, but last uh, call. I mean, <laughs> is one of us doing that? No, no. I don't think we have control. I don't think we have the ability to do it. No, we maybe, don't. Maybe, maybe who? Well, you know what's probably going on. Maybe. Probably Probably the person. Is anybody out there? Hello. Hello. Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Hello. Okay. Hello, Hello guys. Hey. Sorry, guys. We're having technical difficulty tonight. Can everybody hear me? This is Barbara Legrand Cockrell. I am Ron Legrand's sister and one of the mentors. Sorry for the delay, but... Sometimes things aren't perfect, so we're having technical difficulties. So I'm assuming everybody can hear me now. So welcome to the call tonight. Um, let me know that somebody can hear me, and I'll continue. I can hear you. Awesome. That's great. So let me explain the call. We hold this call on the second Monday of every month. The Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call that we review right here. And if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you can't participate. So you can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at ronsgoldclub.com. So if you want to ask questions or get in the queue to discuss your deal, um, if you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, just press star six to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage, after you log in, then you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. So I'm ready to take the next caller. Again, this is Barbara Legrand Cockrell. I'm Ron Legrand's sister, one of the mentors, master, and licensed agent, and I live in Jacksonville, Florida. So. Who's up in the queue? Who is up in the queue that has a question for me? There we go. So the queue, there we go. Who's up in the queue? Uh, this is Gary. Hey, I was calling um, about getting i know ron's having a um uh some training this week i believe uh regarding yeah. uh um finding motivated sellers basically i i have a question though on when a deal is 
when we get a deal closed after we've done the um, title search and we find that that's clean, um, the best way to market the the property and get it sold uh, quickly to a if we're going to do a, a lease option on the exit. Um, yes. What are your what's your recommendation on how to do that? I mean, I've heard that we can employ the um, virtual assistants to help us market the property. Um, is that have you found that to be the most effective, or how, how do you do it? What is your what is your approach? Well, the first thing you want to do is hopefully that when you have negotiated a deal from the seller, you have asked them to release the Zillow listing if it was ever on Zillow so that you have access to it and you can go in then and claim that listing. So one of the very um, most important things to do is to market it on Zillow. <clears throat> and then, of course, you can put in there that you would do lease with an option to buy so then you have control of the listing. So the best ways to find your tenant buyer are going to be number one, Zillow. <clears throat> Everybody's looking on Zillow. So you want to put those particulars on there. And just so you know, if you have Zillow and you want to download their app and you have an iPhone, you can go through the property and make a two-minute video that is just a video. There's no sound. but if you do that and you upload it in the Zillow app, then you're going to get more traction because obviously Google loves video. So that's one of the ways to get more views on Zillow. Is that's that only one. with an iPhone or, or kit? Is, there some, is there an app also for uh, Android or do you know? No, Zillow doesn't let you do it on an, on an Android phone. So if you get somebody to go with you that has an iPhone that can log into your app from their iPhone, then you can upload it through their iPhone, and that's the best way to okay. handle it. Okay. And then number two, some other ways to find your lease option buyer are going to be put an ad in Craigslist. You want to have a lot of pictures. You want to have ads in Craigslist. You want to have a good subject line. You want to have some emojis. You want to draw attention with lots of pictures. So you want to keep that in there and keep it refreshed. And then number three is going to be pointer signs. So signs that say lease option, no bank qualifying, pointer signs that you want to put 10, 15 of them around the area that are going to direct it to the house. You could put them in common areas like the, oh, the grocery stores, the places that you're going to attract a lot of attention to that are going to be near the seller, near the house, etc. So that's going to be the best way. And if you'll do that, you should not have any problem attracting a lease option buyer because you're going to have the unique selling proposition language, lease option, no bank qualifying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that answer your question, Gary? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I thought I heard your brother say something about um, online seem to be more effective actually than signs, but I know signs, people drive by the property and uh, 
um, if they see it, right, and they're not in the in the business, they may have a friend that is. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Of course, online's important, and everybody's looking on Zillow, so that's the first place they look. You want to make sure it's listed on Zillow, but you still want to catch people's attention that it's available so that the people in the area will see that as well. They may not be normally looking, but if they see that, that might attract their attention and say, oh, here's one in the area that I might be interested in. So it's yep. both, and you want to have all your options open to get the most exposure you can. Okay. Thank you very much. Awesome. You're welcome. I'm going to take the next caller. Okay. Who's up? Uh, Barbara? Yes. Can you can you hear me? This is uh I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. I I don't know if we're on a group or you're uh this is the first time I've ever called in on and uh anyway I was uh call I sent in a uh property lead sheet. I was gonna check in okay. if you have it or not. Is this Thomas? No, this is Victor. Okay. Well, I didn't get one, Victor. Um, uh, Glow didn't send me your lead sheet, but Victor, if you want to tell me the details, then I'll go over it with you and help you. Okay. Okay. Well, I've got a well, – actually, the VA's uh, Renisha uh, drummed it up, basically. And uh, – I guess I'm just a little jitterous moving forward. I guess it's a good lead. I, it's uh, I don't know where you really would like me to start, but um, well, just tell me about the lead. Tell me the details, and I'll advise you on it. So, what's what's the well, area? How much well, is the seller asking? What do you really want to know, Victor? How can I help you? Well, I, I just looking for uh, some. Uh, I don't know, a, a way to help me move forward with it. And and uh, I've got a property lead sheet. I've got a 422. That is, uh, a guy's wanting to move, and he didn't give a whole lot of, and he just wants to get another house. And... Uh, He's asking. Uh, he's asking, or his payments fourteen hundred dollars a month, and he's asking uh, thirty-five, three hundred twenty-five thousand for it. And okay. It's about, five, it's about five years old. I run it through the county website. Okay, and this it's was a yes lead that you got? That, excuse me? Is this a yes lead that came back from your VA that's already been pre-screened? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, awesome. so are you, are you a new student, Victor? Are you um, asking <laughs> what to do and where you begin? <laughs> well, I'm a... Overeducated student with not enough. I'm having trouble 
you know, moving forward. I'm, I guess I'm a little skittish, I guess. I've been studying real estate okay. for a long time. And I just, All right. I'm just trying to move forward. I'm, I'm looking at uh, retirement in about two or three years, maybe. And I want something to okay. do. And I want something to do. All right. Let me ask a question. Have you been to Quick Start? I'll be there at the I'll be there this month and then I'll be in Dallas again in Dallas in April. I'm scared. Okay, have you done Ron's training at all? Have you done the pretty house I've, training or any at all? Yeah, I I have done the uh terms course, uh self course. Okay. I've done it, and and uh, I really, I really, out of all the stuff I've looked at, and I, it just seems like the best way for me to 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 move forward. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't mind fixing up a, a junker house, but I I need some capital to do it with, and I don't want to go and borrow it. So I want to create it. Okay. Create it from real estate. Uh, prior to doing something okay. like that. And so that's kind of the way I'm moving and uh, kind of excited and fearful all at the same time. And so That's normal. So here's the advice I want to give to all of you. Um, I was the same way. I'm not afraid anymore. But <laughs> when I first started, I thought, gee, I don't have the guts Ron does. And so you don't get this by osmosis. It doesn't run in the family. It's not hereditary. You just got to pick it up and do it. And I want to tell you that fast is easy, slow is hard. Get out of your own way. Stop analyzing it. Stop worrying about what the seller is going to say. Stop worrying about what the seller is going to think. Because honestly, you just got to pick up the phone. You got to use your script, ask the terms question, and nothing else matters. You can torture yourself to death. <laughs> or you can just pick up the phone and make the call. So here's what I want you to do. You just pick, you go to Zillow, you put in the address, you look at this estimate, which is not the ARV, it's just a basis to go on. It's just right. something to have a conversation with. And then you can look at the rents estimate. So um, you would go look at the rents estimate, and then you're going to pick up the phone, and you're going to call the seller, and you're going to use the script that Ron recommends that you use. So now okay. that this is a yes script, you should have his scripts. It should be in the Pretty Health Terms course. Or if you have signed up for Quick Start, then you want to reach out to customer service. Let me give you that phone number. And if you've already signed up for Quick Start, then they can send you the scripts so that you have the accurate scripts that are the most current ones. So okay. customer service number is going to be 888-840-8389. So you're going to get the current scripts, and you're going to just get the seller on the phone. You're going to do it afraid. And honestly, Victor, it's all about the numbers. Don't go analyzing comps. Don't go doing anything else. You just pick up the call, pick up the phone, and have a conversation with the seller and see if they're interested in doing terms. So um, the closing call script uh, Ron has, it, he simplified it and made it a lot easier to understand. So when you get the closing call script, and because it's a yes lead, you just get them on the phone and Tell the seller 
Okay, well, I have the information here that you gave me, so there's no need to go through it again. But my notes indicated that you would like to hear some options other than cash. And I always say, and why it's in your best interest for us to make a monthly payment to you until we get you paid off in full. Now what you're going to do is use your closing call script. You're going to give the seller the advantages of why it's in their best interest to work with you. And that's right there on the closing call script. And when you get that and you go through it, then you'll take that seller through that call and you'll let them know. We can pay full price and you're not required to be out of the house when we close. And to some people that's important because they need some time to move out. We right. close with an attorney when you're ready and we pay the fee. So we'll take it as is, meaning there's no home inspector or appraiser that's going to come out and pick your house apart. We, uh, so, I mean, if you want to leave furniture behind, you can take what you want, leave the rest. And Mr. Seller, whatever his first name is, there's no commission. Because I want to buy your house, not list it. So that will save you thousands too. And then you're going through this script, Victor, and you're finding out the details. So the rest of the script, I don't have to steal your house. I won't pay top retail, but I can assure you no other investor will pay more. In fact, the price I pay is likely more than you'll net if you sell with a realtor, pay some closing costs and payments while waiting on any repairs it may need to pass a home inspection, which all buyers are want, will want, and none of that with me. So you may even want to refinance and pull your cash out, but after you close the refi, I'll cover your payment until you're cashed out. So in a nutshell, it means a quick sale, less cost, no hassle, no realtors or time delay. So um, then you're going to ask them, do you have to have all your cash now or can we make a monthly payment to you until we uh, pay you off at some point in the future? And in this case, you already know that he has a $1,400 a month payment, so you make insinuating comments like, no problem, John, we can go ahead and make that $1,400 monthly payment to you and we're going to cover all the maintenance and repairs. So normally, we'll just make that payment until it's paid out. So like, how many years do you have left on the loan now? You're assuming, you're walking them through it, you're making assumptive language, you're guiding them. Okay. You see what I'm saying, Victor? So all you're doing is getting the terms questions answered. And then if they are interested in doing terms, you're going to take them to the million-dollar script, which is going to ask them, the terms question, are you familiar with what I'm talking about when I say the terms question, the four seller, the seller questions? Just a second here. Yeah, okay, what's the least you can accept for the price if we can agree on terms? Absolutely. Is that the best you can do? Yep, is that the best you can do? Because they're going to say, well, I don't know, kind of like I do. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and right. Then be quiet, or John says the actual shut up, don't say nothing. And wait. Right. Usually we buy with nothing down, and then don't say nothing and wait for them to go back. Should, I uh, think you've got this. And if they yeah. say, well, i got to have something down, then you say, well, what is the least you can take down? And then um, you already know what their payment is, so you're offering to cover their monthly payments. So basically, I think you got it. You just need to go walk in confidence there, there and make this call, not be afraid of it. Because let me tell you guys something. 
It's all in our mind what we contrive as fear. The seller could care less. You're making it too much about you guys and not about solving the seller's problem. Well, they could care less of um, what you're thinking, what your thoughts are. They just have a house for sale. They're just going to answer the questions you ask them. So just ask them the questions and stop making it about you and and then um, and then well, you, you, know, you won't have that fear anymore. Yeah. Well, so, you know, when we get on the phone with them and we, uh, you know, we have a script that, that to follow, I guess, lead, we have that script, do we stick to as close to that as we can or can we discuss the property lead sheet, we discuss a property lead sheet before we do anything else? What, what's your take on that? Just get to the point. <laughs> the, it's a yes lead. They said they were interested. Stick to the script. Walk them through it and stay okay. on point and give them the benefits. And um, they'll probably interrupt you to ask you a question. That's why you want to get familiar with objections and do your practice calls. You know what to say and just get the questions answered. That's the main thing. If you don't get those seller points answered, then you don't know if you have a deal or not. So just do it, do it afraid, get the seller points answered, and then um, and find out if they're interested in terms. And terms is the best way for you to go. That is what Ron recommends. That's the best way for you to get some positive cash flow coming in. If you don't want to do rehabs, then get sellers that are interested in doing terms. So get some, generate some motivated seller leads and, and make those calls. Right, and then work more, and yeah. Okay. Well, Barbara, you're your blessing, and I sure appreciate all your help. And um, thank you. And so, thank you. I want to leave you with this thought, guys. Don't be afraid. It's all in your mind. You get to choose your thoughts. You can choose whether you're going to be afraid. You can choose whether to have those thoughts, or you can choose not to. It is definitely your choice. So just don't. Just. Don't. Just do it. Do it afraid. Make it happen. And choose not to be afraid of what the seller's going to say. And the worst that could happen is you say, well, you know, I'm not sure. Let me, um, uh, I, I'm sure I can answer that question when I get there. I just have a few questions to ask you first. And you're always leading them back to the seller points to find out you're always in control, leading them back to the seller points to get those terms questions answered. Perfect. Okay, Victor. You can do it. All right. Thank you, Barbara. Good I luck. appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. I have confidence in you. Make it happen. And then as you go to the quick start and you do it again in the virtual, that's going to give you more confidence and you're going to get more and more information. You want to continue to learn and take action at the same time. All right. Have a good All night. Right. Thank you, Barbara. All right. Okay. Who's up next? Hi, Barbara. This is Sean. Hey, Sean. So I, I've got this lead. I sent in a lead sheet. I don't know if you got it or not. Um, and it's pretty much no. a done deal. I just uh, – so it's a three-bedroom, two-bath, um, 2,900 square feet. Um, it's on three acres. Uh, it's got $17 a month association fee. His monthly payment is $1,275. Uh, he owes – 185 on his mortgage and he's only asking 200 um 
And it looked like a really good deal, but then when I went on rentometer to check the rent comps in that area, the the highest rent in that area from what I'm seeing is the average was $753 a month. It, it doesn't really sound huh. right. No. But it, yeah, so, I, I mean, it, it still seems like it's a really good deal, you know. Um, I haven't agreed to, to the terms yet, but he does. He has agreed to just with zero down and – the twelve seventy five a month. Um, so my question really okay. is, when I go to purchase this, what is the best option to purchase? Would it be a lease option purchase, or would I would a wraparound mortgage be a better option? Wraparound mortgage. You always want to buy if you can. You're getting zero down. You don't have risk. And I got to tell you that I would very much question the rent of seven fifty on a two hundred thousand dollar house. It doesn't sound right. So here's what you can do at first glance. You can go to Zillow, go over to Zillow, put in the address, and if you'll scroll down on the right side, Zillow will usually give you a rent zestimate. Okay. So the other way that you can check it, check your accuracy is go to realtor.com. But I don't think 750 is reasonable on a $200,000 house, and I think that that payment of 1275 is in line. And with rents the way that they are these days, I think – that um, you should be in good shape, and it should rent for a whole lot more. What what city are you in? Uh, it's Romney, West Virginia. Oh. So you're Sean? Yeah, I'm actually, I live in Martinsburg, but that, the, the home oh, is in Romney. Oh, hey, Sean, I got your lead right here. It's okay. that one on at 541, right? Yep, yep. Yep, got it right here. So um, let's see. Yeah, I did get your lead. You're the only lead that they sent me. So um, it's not listed on Zillow, so you got that advantage. So that's a good thing. You don't have the competition out there. And by the way, I did check that for you. So I went in there and I checked, and it says that if you look in there, and you'll see it on the right-hand side, it does tell you that you can list your house for rent, and it's fifteen ninety-nine. So there's your rent that's, estimate. So the fact that the I, seller's asking twelve seventy five, you got a great spread, and you got zero down. So you definitely want to buy this on a wraparound mortgage. So he owes one hundred eighty five, which means that he's got very little equity. Probably has a long term. So what you're going to do is suggest that. Um, You'll just continue making the payments until the um, payments are paid out. But if he owes 185 and he's asking 200, then he probably has a long time left on the loan because it's probably a new loan. So don't let yep. that hinder you. It, so if he, he doesn't me, want you to make that, go ahead. Did he tell you a term? Yeah, he's only had it for about three years. I think is how long he's owned it. So. All right. So, did you clarify a term? No, not yet. That we're still working on that. I mean, he's open to you know term and, and not getting his money up you know at the beginning. So he's he's open to okay. that. We just decided on the length of it. All right. So that's what you say. Well, normally, uh, Thomas, what we normally do is we'll just keep making that payment to you until you get your mortgage paid out. Will that work for you? Oh, I don't want to wait that long. No problem. We can put a 
uh, balloon payment in there and pay it off sooner, how many years can we make a monthly payment to you until we need to get you paid off in full? Now, obviously, you want to go as long as you can, and obviously, you want to try to go over five years, but you got to kind of address that because, uh, you know, and then that may be something you want to address when you get out to the house because you know he's flexible. So um, that's when you can meet with the seller and get out there with an agreement, and you know you can fill that in then. You want to go get your comps, make sure your comps are there. So I looked at the Zestimate on it, and it looks like you got a lot of value there. So go get your comps. Looks like that's a great price for you. You want to get out there and get that ASAP. That's a good deal. Don't let yep. that get away, and don't wait on this. So no, you need to get your do – you, do you have a mentor? No, I do not. Okay. Well, um, you know, that's always an option to sign up for a mentor. If you think that you need one, you can call Global. And if you think you can handle this and you want to go to the Gold Club and download a purchase and sale agreement, you want to go to your Quick Start Manual and reference how to fill it out. Um, look at the examples in the book. And then um, you can also get more advice, all of you guys, for uh, how to fill out the contract on ronlegrand.com forward slash contracts. But you want to get this contract filled out and you want to get in front of the seller as quick as possible and get this deal. You got zero down, a spread monthly, a good payment, a good price. So, I mean, don't let this get away. This is a great deal. So you get this done and get out there with an agreement to get them to sign it. and. Um, um, and, and get the purchase and sale agreement. And then, of course, once you get that filled out and you're, you've got to get with an attorney, you want to close everything with an attorney. Uh, let's see, in your state, you want to find out. Uh, so get your purchase and sale agreement and then get with an attorney, get the title search done, and make it happen. That's the plan. <laughs> Any other questions? Nope, that was it. You, you were wonderful. I appreciate it. Do not let this deal get away. It's not. It, it's, it, I, Don't I'm be sure. afraid. Don't I'm be not. afraid. Make it happen. Get out there with an agreement. Don't wait. Other people will be there. Um, it's a friend. That's good because it's not listed on Zillow, but don't delay on this. Yep, that's the plan. I'm, I'm meeting with him Saturday. Ah, that's too long. This is Monday. Don't wait. No. All right. I'll no. <laughs> no, that is too long. Somebody can come along. He could talk to somebody else. He can talk to a realtor. He can do all these things. That is way too long. Get out there tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday at the latest. Well, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. You call him in the morning and schedule for you to get out there. Don't do it on Valentine's Day. Probably not a good time. Um, but get out there Wednesday and get this contract filled out, and then you get the agreement and you do the best you can. Look at the example. Figure it out. Make it happen. You can fix later if you have to, but get it signed. Will do. Do you have an LLC? 
Yes. I don't I don't have four of okay. them yet, but I've got <laughs> Doesn't matter. You start with one. Your buyer's gonna be your LLC name, comma, as trustee. You're gonna put it in a land trust. Yep. Any questions? Nope. I promise you, you do not want to wait till Saturday. You could regret it, and I don't want you to have regrets. Get out there Wednesday. Make sure you make arrangements with the seller tomorrow for an appointment on Wednesday, okay? I'll actually see him tomorrow at the gym. He goes to the gym with me, so I'll see him tomorrow, and I'll move it up. Okay. I might even get a well, tell him that. Yeah, don't do it at the gym. Go meet with him at the house and go out with an agreement. Tell him you want to make an appointment tomorrow you're at the gym to go meet him at the house on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can do it tomorrow. It's Valentine's Day. I don't know if you guys are doing anything. I don't know if he's married. If he's married or he has a girlfriend, that's not a good plan. <laughs> okay? Yep. Will do. Thank you, Barbara. All right. You're welcome. Make it happen. Thanks. Have a good evening. Okay, who's up next in the queue? Uh, my name is Billy Swinton. I sent over my information too, but it looks like you're not getting it. I didn't get it, but you know what? If you'll tell me the details, I'll be happy to go over it with you. Sure, no problem. I appreciate that. Um, the first one is near me. Um, it's in Huntersville. I spoke to the um, owner. Uh, he's willing to do owner financing or lease option. He said he wants 620 and he said he wanted at least 10% down, which I thought was quite a bit. Um, yeah. And he, uh, he wanted me to come out, but I felt like his price was a little high and the down payment was high, and I wanted to make sure it was worth it to even do um, just running numbers myself, I estimated that you know if I were buying this retail, it would be about five seventy five, and he's asking six twenty and wants uh, and you know and, and he wants all of that down. He wants ten percent down. So with this one, I was just you know wanted to ask your assistance or guidance on whether it makes sense to go and see it meet with them, and it's also listed on, actually, no, he took it off of Zillow. It was on Zillow. Looking now, it took it off. Uh, we, I was scheduled to see him today, but he, de he delayed the uh, meeting till tomorrow. Okay. Does it need any repairs? Nope. Uh, it, it could use some modernization, um, but it doesn't, you know, just from looking at the pictures on Zillow and what he sent me, really doesn't need anything but, you know, besides being updated. All right. So how did you think you come up with that R of a 575? Where did you get that? I just looked at other homes that sold in the development, about five different homes. And, you know, just looking from, from that, I came up with about 575. That was about the mean. There was some that was 600, but they were a little bit bigger. There was some that was 570 that was around the same size same condition, so I just estimated about 575. All right, so here's how you get a comp. You want houses that have sold in the last six months as close to the subject property, as close to the 
like value of the uh, as close to the condition of the subject property as close to the square mm -hmm. footage. Bedrooms and baths are okay, but that's not. I mean, paying more attention to the square footage, and it needs yes. to be close or the same neighborhood or something similar to that. And so um, that's how you're going to find comps and of similar condition. So it's going to actually be ones that are sold. So yes. um, if his has been extensively remodeled, then that might add more value. I don't know if it's on a golf course or water or if he it has is. some other it extenuating circumstances. It is on a golf what? course. And it hasn't been remodeled. It's just not bad. All right. Well, then make sure that your comps are on the golf course because Zillow doesn't know it's on a golf course and oh, yeah. anywhere else. So you've got to make sure that those comps are comparable on that golf course too and like similar to where it's at. Yes, I, I did that, and I did within three months because looking at the trend from the last six to nine months, the prices have actually gone down a little bit, so I just stayed within three months. Okay. All right, so you do want to get some flexibility with him. Um, so how did you leave it with him? First of all, what's his uh, payment? What payment uh, did you discuss? Free and clear. It's all free and clear. Well, what did, you, what, did you ask him what's the lease he'll take? What did he say? He said he – hold on, let me look at the, uh, the notes real quick. Uh, he said he wanted 10% down, and he said the most he would want to do would be a 15-year loan, but it can be amortized okay. over 30 years. So whatever okay. the payment would be for a 30-year mortgage, but with a balloon in 15 years. Okay. So what's that come out to? I think it came out to about 3200 bucks. I'm not sure how close my numbers were, but it came out to about 3200 bucks. And the rent estimate in the rent area, the, the, in that area, rents in that area are about 2500 mm. Okay. That Big might difference. be an issue. So, <clears throat> yeah, make sure they're accurate. Make sure you're doing it right. You can, as I mentioned earlier, you can go to Zillow, get a guest. You can go to Realtor.com, can get some rent estimates. Um, for a 620 house, 3200 I think it would rent for more than 2500 That seems low. So get your, get your rent comps more accurate on that. <clears throat> and then, well, I, I just looked at uh, rentals in the, in the area. I didn't use, like, this estimate or anything. I just used, you know, what people are asking for rent in the area. It was only four in the area, and the average for a three-bed, three-bath was about 2500 bucks. Are they on the golf course? They're, yeah, they're all on the golf course. It's a golf, cor uh, golf course community. And I didn't well, leave. The, it's pretty big, but I didn't leave the community for my uh, for my estimates. Okay, do some more homework on that. Make sure again, find out some more rent comps. You might even contact a realtor on your team too to make sure realtor.com and others. So you got a big discrepancy there. It makes me question. Twenty five hundred sounds low, especially for a golf course community for a six hundred and twenty thousand dollar house. So first of all, you want to make sure you got some accurate comps there, and then you got to make sure that your payment's going to work. 
If he's willing to amortize it over 30 years with a balloon, then he sounds like he's going to be flexible on the payment. So you got to figure out what payment's going to work for you and then get him to agree to a payment that'll work because you have to make some spread on there. So that's what you got to do, some homework on that. Okay. And then, um, so, um, and, and do some comps. And then normally I'd say get out to the house, but I'd probably talk do them a little bit more about this. Um, did you say you had an appointment to go see them? Yeah, we were supposed to meet. I got this. Uh, we spoke Friday, and I was supposed to meet today, but he postponed it till tomorrow. Okay, well, when you go out, you want to have an agreement. So you got to get your facts together, and don't go out and see them until you have an agreement to take with you. And you don't want to okay. get into an agreement so you know what you're dealing with, and you want to do some comps so you can discuss that. Now, it's better to talk to a seller when you're there with a contract and you have it in hand, but I don't know how experienced you are and how nervous you are and how comfortable you are with it to be able to do all these terms on an agreement while you're out there in front of the seller without having a discussion with them ahead of time. Now, I've, back I've to been, the down. I've down. been wholesaling for a while, so I'm, I'm comfortable being in a home. I'm just new to the, uh, the term side of things. Okay. So back to 10% down, um, I would have said at the first glance, well, John, that will never work for me. 10% uh, down, what is the least that you can take down and try to get him down from there and see how flexible he is on the down? Because 10% well, about the most 20. that you could... Yeah. So after I asked so, those questions, he said, you know, if I was reputable and, and he looked at my site... I also do financial services. He looked at my uh, my financial services business, and he said, you know, you seem like a credible guy. The most I can, you know, the lowest I can go is 10, which, like I said, I think that might still be too high. It is. Ron wouldn't recommend doing it, but okay. it's a picture. It's a package. It's what's the whole deal. So right now we're looking at – sorry, it's a screeching I'm trying to overcome – it looks like at first glance he's asking too much. It looks like he wants too much down. Looks like his payment's too much. So the 15 years sounds great. Um, yeah. But at first glance, I don't think you got favorable terms there, so you're going to have to work on that. So okay. you're going to either have to convince him of the comps and the rent comps to get some more favorable terms and, and see because I don't see anything for you. I don't see okay. any value. I don't see anything monthly. And the most amount you could probably get from your tenant buyer is about 10%, so you don't want to give the seller 10%. Now, if this was a great deal and the other factors, you could, if that is the best you could do, you could possibly get it under agreement, take it out to the market, and see if you could get a buyer that would pay you more than 10%, not likely. But right now, you don't have any other factors going in your favor to do that. Okay. All right. You've got to get some well, better terms. I appreciate it. I did Make have a sense? second property. Yeah, I had a second property, but I, 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 it's most likely going to be the same, uh, the same responses. So I'll, I'll take your advice. And I guess my issue was I got somebody to agree to terms, and I just thought I'd, you know, try to force it, but I guess I got to, you know, it doesn't make sense if the numbers don't work. 
nope, it doesn't, and you got to follow up. And if you'll try to convince them that the comps aren't there and the rent comps aren't there, then maybe you'll get them to come to reason. Because he can't, he won't get more than he's asking in this market. So don't be quick to give in to that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Billy. Have a good evening. You too. Take care. Okay. Who's up next in the queue? Hi, Barbara. This is Zoltan Hardy. How are you doing? Good. What was your first name? Zoltan. Starts with Z like a zebra. Okay. Okay. I think we Hi, met Zoltan. before. I don't know if you were in uh, Las Vegas in October. I was there. I no, I wasn't there. No, I think you were then on a cruise. I think you were on a cruise. October? Let me think. <laughs> or September or October, one of those. Yes, it was September. I was on a cruise. You're right. Yes, definitely September. Yeah, I know a lot about you, Barbara. <laughs> well, okay. Hope it's all good. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, just a, a couple of quick questions here. So, I've been... Um, part of Ron's world since uh, last summer. I'm trying to do my first deal here. Uh, you know, I mean, mentoring and stuff. Uh, I'm working with the Schlag brothers. And okay. uh, the thing is, a um, uh, couple of things uh, I have questions about. So I'm getting the Gold Club leads, and uh, I've been working with another lead source too. But the problem is that what I'm running into is like all these uh, for sale by owner people, they're actually not really... Uh, motivated to sell that much. They're kind of actually relatively relatively wealthy people, at least the ones I've been talking to, who are not really like so much motivated to sell. And I, I you know, I'm mean, I, I'm fortunate in the sense that I have a real estate license. In other words, uh, I'm, I'm that's I'm not a realtor by full time or profession, but at least I'm able to use the MLS to kind of comp these properties. And, I mean, I think they are kind of, like, overpriced, right? So, I mean, I'm just really afraid of going into this. And, you know, they, they, they are overpricing these for people who, who just don't get a regular mortgage, right? And, um, you know, and then, then, you know, I'm just really afraid of, you know, potentially making a mistake by just buying an overly priced property, you know? And um, so I was just curious what you have to say about that and then, uh, yeah, and then I have another question, too. Okay. Well, first of all, you're right. Most of the FISBOs aren't as motivated. If they're listed on Zillow, they're out there on, just like they would be on an MLS, so they're not going to be the most motivated sellers. They're out there putting it out there. And same Zillow and some of the Gold Club leads, absolutely you'll get deals in the Gold Club leads. They're not going to be the most motivated sellers. And so that's mm -hmm. been the crux of this business since the beginning of time. So you will get deals now and then from Zillow and Gold Club, but you certainly want to go after the motivated seller leads. And that's going to be the ones that are, have a need to sell. That means that they're pre-foreclosure or pre-probate mm -hmm. or maybe out-of-town owners that don't want to deal with the property. It could be they're behind on their payments. And that's always been this business and what you're seeking. And it's going to make or break you whether you have a consistent, viable real estate investing business. So you can start with those leads, those um, Gold Club leads and uh, Zillow, and that's a start. 
get to where you're coming no, from. No, I was probably working with certainly... a Nicholas Nick. Nicholas okay, Nick, you know, that's right? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, right. even you know, so far even he didn't do too many leads, so we started the changing a little bit. They kind of told me to go a little bit in the rural areas, so I started doing that recently. But uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Any, I mean, so far it has been very, very low on the lead and lead flow, and that that's kind of the problem, right? If I'm not not talking to the right type of people, as Ron said, it's a kind of tastes your taste takes away your 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 I don't know what I mean. You know, your it takes out your soul if you're always talking with people who are just not the right fit, right? It does, and so therefore you have to understand that, and you have to get motivated seller leads coming in, and that's going to make all the difference. I can tell you I had that same thing when I first started way back. I got, I don't know, I think I went to Quick Start in 2003. I got my master's in 2007, but I had doubts in the beginning. I thought, gosh, you know, and then when I finally embraced it and started sending to motivated sellers and pre-foreclosures, it made all the difference. I seriously had, and I'm still Facebook friends with them today, I had this seller that invited me and my husband over to dinner, said, hey, we want to feed you dinner, here's the deed to three houses, we're done with it, prayed over it and said, hope you make a lot of money. That's a motivated seller. So that's going to make the difference, and you just got to believe in it, and you got to embrace it, and that's going to make the difference whether you're going to get sellers that are interested. And so um, that's going to make a whole big difference in your attitude when you are getting sellers that are interested in selling on terms. And so it can get discouraged when you're talking to unmotivated sellers over and over. So... You want to start with that and then step up the pace to get those motivated seller leads coming in. So once you get your practice calls underway and you feel comfortable on the phone, that's when you've got to get uh, more sellers like Nicholas, Nick, and some of the others that yeah, will I'm make a difference. Yeah, I work in sales too anyway, so anyway, I'm pretty yes. good on the phone. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but you know, the, I generally okay. have, I mean, I'm not afraid, so I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah. To answer your second question, you're a realtor, so you're seeing a market shift right now. And so it's a little bit of an adaptation right now. So the market shifting, it's not where houses are selling as quick. It's not where they're getting as much money. They're still selling, but the sellers have to adapt to this. And so if they're asking too much, then they got to come to a reality check. And usually the ones that are asking too much are going to sit on the market and they're going to wait and then they're going to end up selling for less than what they originally wanted. So you got to make sure that the comps are there. And if you get favorable terms, then um, you can take it out to the market and then you'll see. But you do want to have some favorable terms and we don't know what's going to happen with that market right now. So you do want to make sure that the value's there, that you've got some spread when you negotiate it from the beginning. Exactly. So how much equity, I mean, I think, I mean, how much equity would you go with? Like, at least, you know, let's say if the house is worth 100%, you would would buy it a 90% value? Or, or, I mean, what would be your number? Ron doesn't have a specific number. He looks at the deal. He looks at all the factors. 
So yeah. you would look, what's in it for you? What's the exit strategy? What can you make off of it? So mm -hmm. are they willing to take zero down? Are they giving you some spread there? Are they giving you a long time? Are, they, are you getting a monthly spread on the payment that you're selling, paying to the seller versus what you're going to collect in rent? Um, is it a pretty house in good condition? Is it sellable? Is it desirable? You look at the whole big picture and what's in it for you. So there really isn't a magic number. It's got to be what's there. So um, he likes to get where you would negotiate with a seller to get 0 to 5% down, obviously closer to 0, but knowing that you're uh, likely to only get about 10% from your tenant buyer, so you got to create some equity and you got to create some profit for yourself, and especially in this market that might be fluctuating a bit. Yeah, I understand. And then, and, and then so, if you think you got a good deal, if you think you got a good deal and you get it under contract and you find out that you can't, then it's always a possibility you can go back to the seller and renegotiate for a better term if the market speaks and they're just not out there, but. Um, you want to try to get a pretty good deal when you go under a contract with with that. So, so that's that. That answer your question, Sultan? And then you said that you need to put every property in a land trust? Well, if you're going to buy on owner financing, yes, you'll want to put it in a land trust, and the attorney can do that at closing. Okay. But would you buy, would you put that existing property with a regular mortgage in a land trust or? Well, if it's an existing property with a regular mortgage, then you're going to do a wraparound mortgage, which you're going to do. And yes, then you're going to put it in a land trust. So you would buy it in your LLC name as trustee. And then at closing, the attorney will put it into a land trust. Okay, got it. All right, thank you so much, Barbara. I appreciate you. And I know that you don't really want to list it, but look at it as a way to profit. No, look at no, it as, as I said, I don't, uh, I'm not uh, like, I'm not like, I mean, I have a real estate license, but I don't live off that. Like, I'm not like, I'm right. not a realtor, realtor, you know, like, uh, I don't live off. Right. I work in sales, and you don't have to be, but it doesn't hurt you to ask the question, what are you going to do at the house if you don't get all cash or you're not willing to sell to me on terms? Find out their motivation. Can't you get a referral fee by giving it to somebody else and making 25%? I mean, I'm just saying, gives you more motivation to make a call, just more ways to profit, and you don't have to deal with it, and you don't have to do anything because sellers are going to do one of three things. They're going to sell to you on terms. They're going to sell on their own. They're going to list it with the realtor. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, Barbara. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Okay, who's up next? Hi, Barbara. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Doris. How are you? It's time to go. It's the end of our class. I'm fantastic. I was going to ask you today awesome. to forward your to forward my leads to this. Everybody's listening okay. to my call. Do you I want to close up? Control of that. Um, James does that. He just tells me what to do, and I just do what I'm told. So. 
Um, but certainly if you have a lead or a seller, then you want to discuss it, we can certainly talk about that. Well, I just called to say hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'll let the next person go if you have time for another person. No, I mean, if you've got any questions, you're up and you're important. So any questions I can answer for you now? No, I don't have any. I just called to say hi. Happy Valentine's okay. Day. Well, thank um, you. You too. I hope you and Conrad have a special Valentine's Day. Make it special. Don't don't try. Just do. I'm going to the dentist and spend the day in uh, Rhode Island. Well, it's Valentine's Day. There's these times when you got to make things special and don't take anybody for granted. And I'll tell you guys, listen, I've lost two husbands. And I've had a lot of loss in my life, and you don't know what tomorrow brings. So definitely don't take people for granted and show somebody that you love that you love them and that you care because you don't know what tomorrow brings. So I just want to encourage you how important that is, Doris. That's really important. Don't take it for granted, okay? Trust me on that advice. Do something special, whatever it is. It'll pay back. It'll come back to you. You'll reap the rewards. So make it special tomorrow, okay? Every day special. Yes, that's great. Well, you got the right attitude, and as long as you guys treat each other that way, that's perfect. All right, well, thank you for getting on the call and, and wish me a happy Valentine's Day. Same to you. Let me let somebody else make a call. How do we get out? Um, Maybe I'll somebody else has a question. Caller. Okay. I'll just take the next caller. If you want to get back in the queue, you can, but I'll just go to the next caller and see who's up. Okay. Who's up next? Um, I'm open to questions. Who else has a question? Just hey, get in the I queue gotta, right I... now. Uh, this is Gary again. I, I, um, I'll try to be quick because I know we're running out of time. Um, um, what, is your, what is your mindset when you're selling a house and you're getting, you're getting some offers, um, uh, and, and these are typically a lease option kind of things, I know that Ron talks about, you know, there's times where he's like, man, you got a $450,000 house. I wouldn't take anything less than. And I'm just wanting to see what your mindset is. I know we talk about 5% or, or above. Um, what is your thoughts well, on that? Well, hold on. And, and Clarify that. Hold on. 5% is what you would give the seller. You're trying to get 10% or so down from your lease option buyer as a down payment. So how do you okay. qualify them? Then you're, call, you're screening all of your lease option buyers, and you're finding out who has the most amount they can put down and who can make right. the most payment. And right, but you know, like you know coming, in, coming in sometimes, they, come, they, come, they don't come in all at once that you can look. They kind of trickle in, right? You get a couple in today. Right. And you look and you go, okay, <clears throat> what is your, do you just hold off for a couple of days until you get a, let's say, five or some buyers and you kind of look? I mean, I'm just trying to make sure I don't pull the trigger too prematurely. Okay. You know well, what I mean? And leave, all, leave money on the table. It. Sure. First of all, if you got a good candidate, work them. So if you got a good candidate that's got a good amount to pay down and it meets the requirement and they can make the monthly payment and 
You always ask them what they can afford to pay monthly. Then make them go through the hoops. How much are they interested? Then see if they're going to do it. Go ahead and get the application receipt agreement from them and get them to give you an application fee, 50 bucks, and the application form and send it over to screenthetenant.com because you don't really know how serious they are until they're going to jump through the hoops. So you may think you got somebody, but they may not. So that's when you're going to take them through the process, and then you ask them. And, of course, your receipt application agreement says, well, I want to work with you, and I want to help you get into home ownership. How much do you have to give me as, a, 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 as down to hold this off the market if we can get you – um, if we can get you into this home. Well, I want to do everything I can to try to get you into this home. How much do you have to um, give me to, to get off the market? And so that's part of your receipt application agreement and find out who's really ready. Make sense? Yes. Yep. Yep. And, okay. and another, another question. The CYAs, um, the, <clears throat> I was talking to my attorney and he's like, well, send them over. What, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but how do you introduce those to your attorney? Is that just something you say, hey, I want to make sure these are, these are uh, uh, presented to the, to the uh, seller and to the buyer? Yeah, well, when you, if, if you have a new relationship with an attorney when you are sending them the agreement, um, then you're going to want to give them the forms and say, well, these are the forms that I work with. And, of course, if you've got an, inv uh, an attorney that's investor-friendly, you'll just give them the forms that Ron uses and you'll tell them that you want to incorporate them at closing. And that's what I had to do. So um, I used a local attorney, and I trained her for um, working in Florida. So I sent her the agreements that Ron uses and said, these are the forms that we want to use. And kind of trained her what forms to get so that she made sure that she incorporated those in the closing. And that's what you'll want to do. And of course, um, each state has a little bit different nuances, so you'll want them to look over the agreement, make sure there's nothing that might want to be, need to be tweaked in the purchase and sell agreement um, for your state. And so that's what you'll okay. want to do. Okay. Very good. Thank you again. All right. You're welcome. Have a good evening. You as well. Okay. Who's up next in the queue? I'm taking the next caller. I see that there are still 24 attendees here, and I want to invite you guys to come on, get in the queue. I'm here for you. I'm open to questions. I can answer your questions, but you got to step forth and get in the queue because nobody's in the queue right now. So if you guys are just listening and don't have any questions, I'm going to cut it off pretty soon. But if you have questions, I'm inviting you right now. Get in the queue, and I'll be happy to answer those questions. So I'm going to say going once. Um, and let's see, how do you get in the queue? What you do is you're going to push, you're going to press star six to be entered into the queue. So, okay, so who's up? Martin? Anybody else have a question? 
I'm waiting. There's a couple more people. Let me hit the next one to get you in the queue here. So whoever's unmuted, go ahead and speak so I can take your question. So who's up next? <coughs> Hello. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Hey. Hi, this is Nick hey. Martin. Quick question. Uh, uh, when, is, uh, when is the next event going to be? Which one? Quick start. Well, I'll tell you how you find that out. You can go to ronlegrand.com and go look at the calendar. Okay. I think, let me think, is it next week, the virtual? There's a virtual coming up, I think, next week. But um, go to ronlegrand.com and verify that. And if you need to get registered for that, then you want to call uh, customer service. You can call 888-840-8389. I'm pretty sure it's next week for the virtual. And then they've got a live event coming up in March in Jacksonville. So um, I do know that Ron is doing a webinar this week on the 15th that he is doing to teach you how to get motivated seller leads coming in and to talk about sources. So you want to keep watching your email for um, opportunities that come up. But that's when the next one will be. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Who's up next in the queue? Hi, Barbara. Me again. So the virtual quick start okay. is February 21st through the 24th. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the real one's next month, the one, the uh, live one. Yeah. Later. Yeah, um, it's March 25th. But I wanted everybody to know that they can check the calendar if they want to ever check on dates so they'll know. Thank you for letting me know that, though. So I did have a uh, call. Um, yeah, I found that um, – did a call, and actually this guy has been looking, and I've been waiting for him to, I don't know, and I'll show up. So his daughter actually called me. Um, they've been trying to get a hold from me for a while. Anyways, um, they've been living in, he's living in his camper, and she's living with him too. So it's him, her, and the grandson. And they were interested in buying my house. I don't know how they never got here or how they never. Um, I talked to him about even taking their camper in trade. Um, considered. He has properties. He's built properties. He's got his camper. They're living in the camper. She, the, the daughter's trying to get, um, she's trying to get, um, housing, assistance with housing. What is my question? Um, something about how, what would I do? The camper needs to be moved and what would I do with it? And it could be actually put onto the property of the leaves if the city allows it, it would sit on the property. Um, which the daughter could live there until she needs, maybe. But, and they have good income. I don't know what they have for a down payment other than camper. We haven't determined that yet. According right, to so what he told that. According to what they the answer that we have, go ahead. Okay. Question only about camper. you can answer that question. Only you can answer that question. Do you want a camper? 
because you don't have to take it for a trade, but that's an option, and you can negotiate for some down payment money and some value there. It depends on how bad you want a camper. But as far as putting it on the property, I mean, that's going to depend on your zoning and all that good stuff. And um, I don't know if you want to go with that. It's something maybe you could Airbnb. I don't know, but only you can determine if that's something you want to deal with. And but, however, just to let you know, um, if you don't get down payment from people and you try to take them on their word with something like that, it's usually going to turn around and bite you in the behind if right. they don't have some vested interest in it. So you want to make sure that some value's there. Usually <clears throat> if people don't have any money into it at all, then they're not going to want to take care of they're not going to follow through on their promises so i would screen them like you would any other candidate and not give them um, right. too much lead way um, make sure that they're still going to be qualifiable and a good candidate with some viable ways to make the payment and some money that they've got a vested interest in it that's why you ron doesn't put renters in the property because it usually comes back to bite them so Make sure you screen them. So yeah, so so this is actually somebody called me last night. I told you I, we didn't talk about it though. About uh, three of my buyers have houses um, to trade um, in other states, far away. Um, yeah, he's built houses, and this house needs some, so he's got that going for him. He's a house builder. We don't know. We have to find out what type. Um, two of the other possible buyers, one borrowed the ten thousand dollars to to getting the running. Um, that have, because right, they can just borrow. I and I have no idea what this guy. She didn't know. She's going to ask me tomorrow. He was sleeping. Um, he worked hard. Uh, um, he claimed to have eight thousand dollars a month income, and it's only. Uh, fifteen hundred, less than fifteen hundred payments. Um, Eight thousand a month income is a pretty good income, and with a fifteen hundred dollar payment, that sounds like a good prospect. So they're all in that in that range at eight hundred, eight thousand, yeah, eight thousand a month income. Those three, and we're coming up with a ten thousand. Where, um, and then look at some other issues. We're not supposed to judge that, though. So I, I haven't met these people yet, so I am. I, um, I don't know how it, it took so long because they've been in my in my in my list for a long time. Don't know how long because I have too many to go through. I must have five hundred in there to go to weed through. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. See get... if they got money, though. You want some skin in the game. So even if they and have that's to borrow, you want to scream. I mean, so yeah, they, get some skin in the game. Let them have skin in the game so they got a vested interest in taking care of it. So they said that they don't have 500 buyers. That's where you want to screen them for. Who's got the most down and can do the monthly and make sense? So, so they um, they don't have any credit because they don't have any credit cards. They just got their credit card, the first credit card. But he has vacant properties, and I said, well, let me let me rent those vacant properties for you, and use that as your you still with payments though. Instead of maybe you could get the VA to call those buyers and screen them using a um, buyer a buyer screening them using the buyer script. Well, he doesn't want to. Might be want something to, you want to delegate. 
he doesn't want to get rid. He doesn't want to get rid of his. This person doesn't want to get rid of his property. But um, yeah, maybe I could do that for the Louisiana property, or the Virginia property. Well, I'm if you got that many qualifiable buyers and you got that huge list like that, that may be something you want to delegate to your VA to call those buyers and start using the buyer script and screening them and see who's got the oh. most down and, okay. and, and let them screen them because you're not, you got too many to deal with and too much on your plate, so delegate that. I have, they have, they have, I have 300 that have um, put it into my, data feed. They're already on my dashboard. That All that information's already there. Well, of 300, there's got to be some people with some substantial down payment and can make some good monthly payments. you got to get them on, on board and make this happen and follow up with them and get them in these houses. Very well. Okay. That's what I want to see you get as your goal, to get these houses sold. That's the main thing. You've got all these potential, so just follow through and make it happen and get them in these houses. So so, so we do backgrounds, and um, so they're scammers. They've been in eviction. They're in the process of eviction now. They're homeless. They live in hotels. They're living with somebody else. Um, what's... What, um, yeah, what, uh, you got 300 people, take the best. Don't settle for homeless and scammers and all that. You don't have 90, to do that. 90% of, of them are homeless. Well, I don't know where you're doing marketing, but, and, and again, your property is going to dictate that. Of course, you know, if it's in good condition and it's desirable and all that, but. I could so use $50,000 worth of repairs. It needs some repairs. That's why I'm, we're, we're looking for that work for equity, the roofer, the, the guy that can, he can build the house. It's this guy that has the camper can build the house. Um, well, yeah, just so you know. I mean, there's a limit what you can put somebody in for a work for equity. If it needs a roof, if it needs an AC, if somebody's got to put a lot of money in it, they're not going to be your work for equity candidate because they don't have the money to put it in in the first place. So you may, that may be why you're having such a problem is because you're trying to get somebody with too much that needs too much work. You've got to do the basics. It's got to be livable. It's got to have a decent roof. It's got to have... You know, I see they can do cosmetics, but maybe not all these major things. So that may be the problem, and you might want to, you might have to get some of it renovated and then do some of the work for equity. I can't renovate it, but can they do that in exchange for rent? Uh, well, that's Can I the give them a discount? Have, no, but I'm just taking, so I just give them, it. I give them, I'm giving them $50,000 off the price of the house. But if they don't have any money to put into it, they don't have any money, then they don't have any money to buy materials. They don't making, have any money if to they're making, If they're making $8,000 a month, they have a little bit of money. They can do that. Well, that's what you got to screen them for and see what you got. And then if they have, you know, a little bit to put down just so they can get the refrigerator. All right. There again, it depends on what repairs need to be made. You're usually not going to expect somebody to put a roof on 
or buy a new AC because it's got to be livable when they move in so that they can do those repairs as they it, go. It doesn't, it doesn't need a roof for those five years. It doesn't okay. have to have a roof. It doesn't have as to long have as it's livable. It's right. livable. Long very it's nice. Livable. Very cute. Very cute. Very okay. nice. It's deferred maintenance that I would like to have done, but it doesn't have to be done. The repairs. Okay. If it's livable, you can do a work for equity. Um, yeah, it's very, very cute. And very, the cosmetics have all been done. <laughs> okay. Very well. That's doable. We just try to get the best candidate you can. You've got a lot to choose from. Very well. How do I get out? Star six? I'll get you out. Okay. Who's up next? Hi, my name is Eric. I'm in Florida as well. How are you today? Good. Hi, Eric. Um, trying to get my mind around uh, the taking a, a deed subject to, or taking a house subject to, and I've got a, a neighbor that's going through a hard time. They, well, they bought a house last year. They're now getting divorced, and I don't think they've got a lot of equity there. So I want to be able to offer to take over their mortgage, but I also want to be able to offer a, a wraparound mortgage so that they're protected, and so at some point down the road, one of them can go out and get another mortgage somewhere else. They can have proof of income. That's what you my can concern, do. My concern is, and what I'm trying to wrap my mind around is, if I give them a wraparound mortgage, um, they're getting divorced. In three to five years, I've got a purchaser ready to buy this house, but they don't have any incentive to sign off on anything at that point because there was because basically I bought it for what they owed on it. How do I how do I get that wraparound mortgage released when it's time for us to pay it off? That's that's what I'm trying to understand or get my mind around. Well, you want to specify if, in this situation, you're not doing them any favor by doing it subject to. So you just want to do a wraparound mortgage. The only difference is the way you word the contract there, and you specify in 2B the term that you're going to pay them off. And so there are clauses in your manual, if you'll review. Ron put some clauses in there that, um, that you can have the seller sign a release at closing to be held in the attorney's escrow. So go look in your little clauses in there and where the uh, agreements are, and you'll see that. And so you just put that in paragraph 18. And so therefore, if you can get them to do that when you close, then they've already signed off on it and it's just held in the attorney's escrow. And that way, they're, if they're divorced or whatever, you don't have to worry about that later. Okay. Is that pretty much the only way to handle that is to have the release signed at closing and held in escrow by the attorney? Uh, if you want to control it, otherwise you're at their mercy to track them down when the time comes. Right. And that's my concern is because I don't know where they may be. They, you know, one, one or the other may drop off the face of the earth. Again, I understand if, if you know, if they've got twenty, thirty thousand coming when, when we finally sell the house, then they're motivated to do something. But, but where I'm just taking it over and giving them a wrap and, and they don't have anything coming down the road, I, that, that's my concern. Well, I'll tell you, 
when it comes down to it, you can say, well, you know, um, you can offer them a discount. So going to close early. Um, you can offer, well, you know what I mean? You can try to get a discount negotiated in there so you can pay them off and give them some cash. So there's always that option. Negotiate a discount for the purchase price if they get paid off sooner. Right. Again, I'm just concerned about how to how to get that released on after the fact. I, I thought I had heard that some attorneys frown upon getting a pre-signed uh, release of lien or, or satisfaction of mortgage. Yeah, it's a satisfaction, and it just depends on whether your attorney is willing to do that. But shouldn't be a problem if you ask them at closing and the seller's willing to do it. Okay. That answers my question, then. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Okay, who's up next in the queue? Hi, Barbara. My name is Sabina. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Barbara, I'm in a judicial state, and what's your take on pre-foreclosures and how to go after them or acquire them? Well, so what's the question? The question would be, so you would find out in your state, <clears throat> what's the normal amount of time that the bank would want to foreclose and take it back? In Texas, it could be six months. So then you would know that the sellers got a lot of motivation to act pretty quick. In some states like Florida, it could be years and years. The seller may not have as much motivation to act so quick. So you just got to kind of check with your attorney, your title company, and see what's norm in your state. And um, well, it's 90 days. Normal in my state is 90 days. It's um, they okay. get the notice of default within 30 days, and then uh, they get um, another notice within 60 days, and then after 90 days, they start the foreclosure process. Now, once they start that foreclosure process and they get a date, you have up to that day, an hour before the foreclosure, to go in and try to stop the foreclosure. But then depending on what the position is of the mortgage, then you will go from there, whether they can reinstate or whether it's too late or whatever. Well, so if it's going to be that fast in your state, then you should be prepared that most of these deals you're going to want to um, be getting a good cash price because if they've already filed the list pendants letter, meaning they've made demand for the loan to be paid off, then you're not going to be catching it up because they've already hired an attorney to foreclose. They've added attorney closing costs to it, and they're going to make a demand for the loan to be paid off. So you got to know that going in as your exit strategy. So that then you're going to want to be having private money lined up and you're going to want to be getting them on a cash price that can work for you to uh, to close on that because that's pretty quick. Okay. Now, if a list pendants letter has not been filed, meaning that somebody's behind on their payments, but a list pendants letter has not been filed and the bank has not made demands, then it may be that you can negotiate with the seller to get um, to catch up the past due payments or put them in arrears or something like that. And then 
uh, get them to take, uh, and, and so you catch up those payments and and uh, and go forward with it. But that what about, sounds, a, uh, <laughs> what about a forbearance or it's something else? <laughs> Do you think that something like that would be an option as well? <clears throat> well. No, if the list pendants letter has been filed, then they're going to make demand because they've already sent the letter and they've hired an attorney and they're going to make demand and they're demanding that their payment be made. And so you're not likely going to get a forbearance at that point. If the list pendants letter hasn't been filed, then you can often talk to the forbearance department and get them to add those payments in the arrears. Okay. So that is something that um, uh, you would want to know what the procedures are. Talk to your title company, your attorney, and your state. Know how long it usually takes. Look up the foreclosure laws. See what's going on. Do some little homework in that regard. Um, but that's not going to be likely. Okay. Do you think that pre-foreclosure is a good avenue for uh, motivated sellers? Hundred percent. They know that they got to do something, and with ninety days, they got to do something quick, or they're out. So, um, I would go after people that are behind on their payments before the list pendants letter has been filed. If you can, those are distressed owners, and also that's called a um, pre foreclosure. But know that there's a difference whether the list pendants letter has been filed from the bank or not, what your exit, exit strategy is going to be. But it does sound like they're going to be highly motivated because they don't have much time left. So um, that's when you'll want to have some private funds lined up and be able to um, try to negotiate for a good cash price too, if you have to. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. And by the way, anytime you're working with foreclosures, you've got to follow up with them. can't just send them one letter or one contact and expect them to <laughs> call you. You've got to follow up. You've got to be persistent. You've got to contact them more than one time. And you've got to be persistent with contacting them, So, just so you know. Because a lot of times okay. they'll bury their head in the sand. They don't want to address it. So you've got to be persistent and be in front of them and know, let them know you're serious. All right. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Okay. Who's up next? Hey, Barbara. This is Alex. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, Barbara. I just have a quick question here in the um, Quick Start Manual. It's got that section there where it's a kind of a quiz complete paragraph 2B. Yep. And um, so it shows like a $200,000 wrap and then the five-year balloon. And then I see Ron puts in the blanks 59 months and you don't make the first payment until 90 days in. Can you tell me how we come up with the 59 months there on a five-year balloon? Well, the seller obviously owes for how many years, did you say? It's, it's a five-year balloon. Yeah, and then Ron puts in 59 months. Well, um, five years is 60 months, right? Yeah. Okay, 
So it would be 60 months, not not 59. Well, I, I don't know specifically what you're looking at in the contract, but basically that's where you spell out the term and how many months will be yeah. left on the balance or, or whatever. It's just, so. it's, just, it's just the an- answers that Ron gives on the samples that he's got here. So he's got a five-year balloon and he puts 59 months. And I'm just thinking if you do... If you're doing uh, not making your first payment till 90 days in, then it seems like it'd be like 57 um, payments altogether. Is that well, the right? payments aren't going to start until you close, and then you start making the payments. 90 days after closing. That's yeah. Going by the, so the payments yeah. will start after when it specifies that the payment will begin, and then there'll be that many payments. Okay. So I take it that's an error in the book then? I don't know if that's an error in the book. I'm not sure which agreement or which example he's looking at, but I mean, if it's a five-year term, then it sounds like he spelled it out that he's going to do it for 59 months, maybe not five years, one less month, and then he's going to start making the payments 90 days after he closes, so he's pretty much said 59 months. Whatever's in the contract, it's 59 months instead of five okay. years. So I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm not sure if that's an error or not, but um, uh, so I'm not sure. Okay. There's so many examples in the book on, on that, so I'm not sure which one he's looking at and what what uh, which year and which example. So. But the okay. contract spells it out, 2B spells out the term. Whatever you put in 2B is the term that it is for the owner financing. Yep. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, who's up next in the queue? All right, it's 8.34 p.m. I'm going to say going once. If anybody wants to get in the queue, they need to come in now. So going once, last chance for anybody to get in the queue, going twice. <laughs> I've enjoyed helping you guys this tonight, so I want to encourage you all to go out there and take action. Don't be afraid. Make it happen. Do it afraid. To take massive action. Uh, learn, but take action along the way. and. Uh, have a great evening and wish you the best in your real estate investing. So I got one more person in the queue right now. Go ahead, Monica. Can you hear me? Let me try next question. So are you there, Monica? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Who is this? I'm I'm not Monica, but she's my wife, so I don't know. Maybe the phone's okay. been hurt. I didn't realize that. By the way, you're yep. you're What's your name? You're doing. Excuse me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was your name? Robert. Okay. What were you saying, Robert? <laughs> um, how important is it? I know it's important, but I meant I don't have my LLC set up yet. Is it um, what if I have an op? opportunity to buy a house um, before I have my LLC, do you not recommend that? I recommend you take action because the contract can be assigned 
And okay. when you go to close, you can assign it and you can put it in a land trust then. So do okay. not um, keep from taking action just because you don't have an LLC set up. So this could spur you on to action. So you're going to put it in, for example, your name comma as trustee that it could be moved into a land trust later. And then you can go ahead and set your LLC up maybe before you're going to close on it. So okay. don't let anything keep you from doing that. Um, there's always a way to fix that. I uh, was at Quick School in uh, September in Las Vegas, and so, um, and I haven't, uh, I've done the pretty uh, house business and uh, with with Ron and all that stuff too, but this is my first or second time maybe uh, listening in, and so, um, I, could I ask you one more question? <laughs> That's sure. Okay. Well, I have a in my neighborhood. There's a house for sale, and it's a friend of mine. His parents died there, and his sister died there, and uh, it's been vacant for a couple of years. And um, I know there's no mortgage on it or any any of that at all. So, do you have a suggestion as far as uh, going about? Uh, trying to get a deal with that with him absolutely do you know you said it's in your neighborhood do you know the seller I do yes it, it's I know yes he's a friend um, so yes I do he doesn't he um, has not wanted to sell it yet it's been vacant for about three years uh, he's kept keeping it up um, it's looks real good he has security lights he has a guy that professionally mows the lawn and the house is in good shape um real good shape and so well the house you know him just call him ask him absolutely say okay. okay are you ready to sell this house now and see if he'll sell it to you on terms i don't know what his motivation is maybe he's just avoiding making the payment to the bank and the payment just keeps gathering and the bank hadn't gotten around the foreclose but no, um, no, just Barbara, do what you could do. Barbara, it's free and clear. No, he's okay. free and clear. Free and clear. Yeah, he, I, yeah well, he, well, I don't know why it's just sitting there. I, find out and say, hey, you ready to sell it? Let's turn this into profit. Let's do something with it. No reason for it to be sitting there free and clear. Let me help you. Are you interested in selling it? And see if he'll sell it to you on terms. That's a perfect opportunity to get him to sell it to you on terms because he's not doing anything else with it. Can I turn this into cash flow? Wouldn't you like to have a monthly rate of return? So, you know, our payment, you don't even have to ask that. How about a payment? I could get you a payment here. If you're ready to sell it, then I turn this into That's making quick. cash flow instead of it sitting there empty for you. Right. Yep. So open up that conversation and get the terms <laughs> question the answer and see if you can't turn them into it. Find out his motivation. It's all about solving problems. What's what's the problem? Why isn't he selling it? Figure it out. Solve the problem. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. I'm uh yeah, I think there's a connection. He has a daughter that has like Down syndrome and she's probably about forty now. And um Okay. I think they they go and do laundry there and his wife died of brain cancer several years ago. And so it's just him and his and his daughter and for some reason, he's uh, uh, just decided not to, you know, he's not put it on the market 
And there's more to the story, but well, I'll, I'll leave that. But. Sometimes people just don't want to deal with it. Life happens, tragedy happens, and just for the same reason of foreclosure, they don't want to deal with it, they don't want to face it. It's easier just to bury their head in the sand. And so offer suggestions, offer some solutions. So let's turn this into some profit. I know it's hard for you, Mr. Seller, but how can I make this easier? How can I help you get rid of this um, property that's just sitting there vacant? Um, relate to him. Um, build some rapport with him. Build a relationship with that and figure out. I mean, I would say that a lot of times that happens. That you, life happens. and that he doesn't want to deal with it. He's busy with his life, and maybe he's in trauma. He's got a Down syndrome daughter. He's got a wife that's suffered with brain cancer. He's probably going through some post-traumatic stress disorder himself. So you take him through and walk him through some solutions and how you can make it so easy for him to take this problem off of him. And if it's just a matter of her doing laundry or something, figure out what the problem is and solve it. Because that's it. what we do. You know, you're absolutely correct. So thank you very much. You, know, you, you don't take advantage of anybody. You offer solutions. You help them. And that's exactly what you want to do. And if he knows that you care, people want to do business with people that they know and they trust. And so offer to care. Offer to help him. He's your neighbor. Maybe he's your friend. Say, look, how can I help you? I know life's been hard for you. So I, I'm here. This is what I do, and I know it's hard, and you may not want to address it, but I can make it easy. And I just can we talk through this and see what are your what are your um, situations, John? What what's going on with you? And build a little bit rapport. Maybe you're the only one. There's a lot of reasons, and this happens. One out of three people are facing cancer. It's traumatic, and so, um, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to do something with it. You don't have to take advantage of him. You can give him something fair, but you can take this problem away from him. I agree. I agree 100%. And what you said earlier is true. I do know him, and there's more to it, but I, I don't feel comfortable sharing it with everybody and all that kind of stuff. So, but thank you very much. I you think don't I have needed... to. Wouldn't you like to feel good about you doing something good for this person that you know? Wouldn't you like to be able to offer a solution to him? Wouldn't that make you feel good to be able to solve his problem and help him where you feel good and you can lay your head on the pillow at night and know that you've not only made a profit, but you've helped him and solved it and maybe nobody else could. Maybe he's not ready to deal with it. So you, the only way you do that and you find out is you ask. Got it. I agree. Thank you. All right. Make it happen. Thank you. I, Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. People want to know that you care, so care. And I do. Okay, great. Who's up next in the queue? Um, next caller? got 21 people in the queue and nobody are in the attendant and nobody's up in the queue so uh anybody have any last questions going once going twice <laughs> uh three times the charm if you want to get questions answered get in now or i'm going to end the call 
So um, I guess I've given everybody an opportunity. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Like I said, get out there and take action. I don't see anybody in the queue right now, so I'm going to figure out what I'm supposed to do next in this call. So you guys have a great evening. It was great helping you, and I wish you the best in your real estate investing. Bye now. Yes, you can.